It's funny, being in, in New York City, people do work super long hours. And I don't even think that I work as many hours as an investment banker does. It just yeah, keep good notes and stay organized. Welcome to Star of the Doubts. I'm Jared Easley, but today we're joined by the Andrew Ripley. Andrew, this conversation's long overdue. Welcome to the podcast and welcome to your home of New York City. Yeah, thank you. First <laughs> podcast I've ever been on. Is it really? Hello, podcast world. I find that hard to believe because it seems like you're pretty fairly connected. And, <laughs> am I wrong? I mean, yeah, I'm, you're uh, connected, uh, but not with the podcast. Space. Yeah, exactly. Like, have a lot of international connections been working on, but uh, yeah, never done this before. In an Irish pub. In an Irish pub in Manhattan. Okay, so let's talk about that. You didn't always live in New York City. You do yeah. now. Where in the world, how in the world did you end up in New York City? Where were you before that? Yeah, so, I mean, I met you. I grew up in, in Texas. Right? Well, yeah, I was, yeah. grew up in Texas, went to TCU Texas, for college, right. but where our friends are. Moved to California for seven years, lived uh, in San, San Diego, Diego right. and a little bit of time in L.A. Brief stop in Denver on the way over to New York City for the past three or four years. Okay. So. All right, congratulations. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Do you like it? Yeah, I love New York. I mean, uh, it's just... I think for me, I just wanted to be in a big, global, internationally connected city. I mean, because I'm always focused on impact, you know, social entrepreneurship and impact. And so I'm always drawn to big. I felt like I could make a bigger impact being in New York City, connecting me to stuff that's happening around the world, which has been true. So there's some folks that subscribe to the idea of I, I want to be the big fish in the small pond. And you've said, no, I want to be the big fish in the, <laughs> the largest possible ocean there yeah, is. Or, or the little yeah, fish yeah, in, a, yeah, in a huge the, ocean. Exactly. Well, I wouldn't call you a little fish, but... Uh, <laughs> No, I yep. think that's fantastic that you're up here and it, there's going to be a lot of people that don't know what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And you, I'm curious about what you're doing now, but I know for a number of years, uh, you've been in the startup and in the tech space. Yeah. And so let's kind of start there. Let's catch people up on uh, Andrew Ripley and what you do. Yeah, yeah. So I, I'm the co-founder and CEO of a company called Purpose Match. Yes. Um, so we have worked with three PhDs from Pepperdine, Harvard, and Colorado State to build tools that help people find purpose and design a career with social impact, and also that help companies build purpose-driven cultures beyond just profit. How are they making an impact and engaging their employees around the purpose? Because all research shows that those companies do better because you have more engagement. And then, you know, especially with the way the economy is changing, purpose is kind of that human element you're bringing back into business. Right. And you got millennials coming up. And, you know, I think the, the need for what you guys are doing is greater yeah. than ever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so and, and this isn't something that just you thought of last week. This is something that's been you've been building for a long time now. Yeah, it's kind of evolved. I mean, we, we started in education. We my two co-founders, we all started working with some college campuses. And we got a lot of good feedback early on from Stanford because uh, Stanford liked the fact that we were trying to Instead of putting people in a box, putting a label on you and saying that would be a good career path for you, I mean, purpose is something you have to figure out on your own to some degree. Yeah, well, and so, so we're providing tools to help people take their strengths, what kind of, you know, what they contribute to the world, and then what kind of impact they want to make in the world, but then guide them through a process of creating a vision and then activating that. So with education, that looks like that can look with mentors, you know, helping people say, okay, you're going to probably have five or six careers throughout your lifetime. And the job you might have in 10 years not, might not be an event yet. So how do you continually create a purpose-driven career path and learn how to adapt when the future changes? And then with companies, we're, we're working with a lot of consulting companies like Ernst & Young and some partners over in London because they're coming in saying it's good business. You know, These right. companies that have purpose-driven values are going to outperform financially and, and they're, they're already measuring it, saying that they're, they're doing better than the competition as well. Oh, I'm thrilled to hear that. 
when I was, let's say, 18, 19 years old, if I took the, uh, if, I, if I went through your site, I think that would have saved me a lot of years of spinning my wheels. Yeah. Andrew, it took me a long time to start figuring out, okay, what do I like to do? What am I good at? You know, what, what fills the passion bucket, so to speak. Yeah. So I'm so glad that your, your tool's available now. Yeah. But, what, you know, but a lot changes for someone who's, uh, you know, a late teenager to when they're maybe in their thirties or even forties. Yeah. So what, what do you speak to that for a moment? Like how does purpose match help those individuals? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think you're a good example of this because I mean, yeah, you, you've I, definitely found your sweet spot here. Well, um, but that took a long time as yeah. you well know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean, if you find meaning and purpose in doing this, you, you're going to be better at what you do. And so true. It, it, like one example is I have some friends over at Stanford, this guy named Dave Evans in particular, who wrote a book called design your life. And I mean, He's always talking about how you can do several things with your life. And he encourages people to think, okay, the next five years, what's the ideal Jared Easley? And I could be you know, doing what I'm doing, run this podcast group. I could be doing something completely different or something out of left field. And so as the world's changing, like, I think it is important to kind of continue to think about, well, what do I find meaning in? But then what kinds of opportunities are opening up for me and which path do I pursue? Because there's always going to be multiple things you can do with your life. So there's other there's other profile assessment type things out there. What differentiates you guys? Yeah, I, I think number one, I mean, so we are focused on that impact space. Yes. You know, it's like living with purpose is more than just you're good at this. It has to be some kind of need in the world that you care about, that you're impacting something beyond yourself that's bigger than yourself. Right. And that doesn't mean you need to go save the whales. But even if you're doing a small job in a company that's making an impact, the fact that you're engaged in that impact means something. But also just go back to the original point. I mean, we're, we're trying to build something where we're really helping people create their own path. And right. so, um, I mean, whether you, you're in your current job, just being more motivated and inspired in your job. Like, for example, we have one of our PhDs, this guy named Zach Mercurio, is doing his PhD at Colorado State. And his PhD is in organizational learning with a focus on purpose-driven transformation. And he's basically saying purpose is the biggest motivator there is because, you know, Traditionally, I mean, going way back, sometimes leadership is coercive. It's like you do your job or I'll fire you. And if you find purpose and meaning in your job, you don't have to be coerced at all. Like you're already inspired. And so that's, that's another piece of the puzzle right there is, is helping people find purpose, but then align their purpose within the company because then they're going to be better at their job. They're going to stay longer. You're, the company's going to have higher retention. They're going to have more loyal customers and everything else. Andrew, I'm really proud of you, man. I've known you for a number of years now, and I remember when you were peeling off expiration labels on like cream, <laughs> like lotion. Exactly. The importing business that yeah, went yeah, nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> to see that to, to where you are now, I mean, that, that, good for you and congratulations, man. Yeah, yeah, totally. One, and likewise, I mean, it's just, I mean, I've known you since you were in a submarine in the Navy. I oh, and so, so that, actually. Yeah. Now you're Mr. Podcast. I, I don't know if I deserve that title, but I, I, to your point, I think it just took a lot of trying things that I didn't like yeah. to start to realize, okay, hold on, what do I like? What, what? And then I had to do those things for a season of time before I could start to make that into any type of career opportunity. Yeah. So yeah. some of this stuff, it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it does faster for purpose match yeah. clients, but for me, man, it it took some time, and but, but I wouldn't have it any other way because now I do feel like I'm in a better position to do the things that you're talking about. Yeah. You know, having 
a wonderful wife and an eight-year-old daughter and, you know, a reasonable career that's something that I feel does have an impact and that I enjoy. Yeah. I mean, so I don't always talk about this, but I, I would say back several years ago when you were going down the startup path, that really inspired me. I remember hearing you talk about that and saying, hey, Andrew's got, you know, he's got something that he wants to do. Yeah. And that's cool. Like, yeah. I, I want to I wanna hopefully find what that is for yeah. me. Yeah. So there's a number of things that have helped me along the way, but I, I definitely think you pursuing your passion and you discovering what it is that you can have an impact in. Yeah. It was infectious for me, and I know it's been for other people, but it was definitely for me. Yeah. And, so and, I, goes, and I appreciate you being willing to, to be that kind of person. Yeah. And, and it goes that back to that, that purpose thing. I yeah. mean, I remember listening to a podcast for why Commander is startup school. And, yeah. and they, they had a podcast episode where they said, purpose is important for a startup because if you don't have a purpose for what you're doing, when it gets hard, you'll quit. Yeah. And so, and, and for me, it's, I'm not just saying this, I, I, I see an opportunity because millennials, according to the data, seem to be different. Companies are, buying into this whole idea that you know, you're going to make bigger profits if you have a social purpose. Even the BlackRock CEO, Larry, Larry Fink, wrote a letter two months ago that said every CEO should have a so social purpose beyond profit. And so for me, the greater purpose is just empowering other people. If we can help other people find purpose and make an impact, then you kind of scale that impact across everybody who's thinking more purpose-driven. Well said. So. Cast the vision for where Purpose Match could be in five, 10 years. Yeah, uh, there's lots of things. I, I mean, right now, it, it is a tool just for helping people figure out their own purpose, you know, and, sure. then, and then activate that. So we're building out tools that even a company can use in terms of, well, how do you activate this if you have a team or a company? But, you know, like potentially there's, there's all sorts of things we could do. I mean, even in terms of trying to, this is kind of thinking way down the road, but just in terms of, you know, connecting people, you know, with opportunities they might not know about, you know, there's some things we could do down the down the road as well. And, and the cool thing is we're working with a lot of pretty big partners around the world that are pretty globally connected. So there's lots of things we could do beyond what we're doing uh, now. This stuff didn't happen overnight. You've been diligent for a number of years and very strategic with the connections. And how do you balance that with having just being Andrew? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or is that just a natural extension of Andrew? Yeah. Well, and, and that's the thing. Like I'm always yeah. working on multiple things. And right. so like, like I'm working on a brewery right now with some friends. And oh, then, I love it. And then I'm on the board for an NGO that's doing some work in Africa and helping some people who are, you know, working to stop human trafficking in Africa. So like, there's always different things, but I mean, it's funny being in, in New York city, people do work super long hours. And I don't even think that I work as many hours as an investment banker does. It just, yeah, you, you keep, enjoy what keep, you're doing. Keep good notes and stay organized. Yeah, so. well said. But I know in the past you've done like philanthropy and mission trips yeah. and stuff like to India. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty awesome. Like you're, you seem pretty well, well grounded is what I mean. And, yeah, uh, sure. Sure. Tell well, me about and, that. And, and I just, well, I just like connecting people too. So I mean, yeah. another thing I've been helping some friends with a, a philanthropy group here in New York and we're, you know, talking about trying to create a millennial version of the philanthropy group. And so, I mean, I'm kind of happy being behind the scenes on yeah. a lot of stuff. And yeah, exactly kind of what you're saying, just to be a part. It's why I moved to New York in the first place was to be in this place where it does connect me, not just to New York, but to things over in Europe and things over in Africa. And just to be able to kind of empower other people to, you know, make their own impact is cool. Tell me about some of the challenges that you've had to overcome with Purpose Match to kind of get to where you are now. Yeah, there's been... Been a lot. I mean, I'm sure there's hills and valleys, right? Yeah, yeah. It's been pretty rocky, which is, it's, we're in a good place now, but um, it has been a very rocky road, partly because none of us had ever started a company before this. So I think 
the first, learn what you don't know. Right? Yeah, the first year we just didn't know what we were doing. And then we started figuring out what we we're doing and then just kind of hit some roadblocks along the way. But and it's just you hear this a lot with startups, but I mean, the startup often does not look like it did in the beginning. Yeah. Like I think I heard once that YouTube started as a dating site. <laughs> like it was basically you put videos as a dating profile on YouTube and that's obviously not, not what they are now. Yeah, I had to, my wife wanted me to stop doing that. So. Right. <laughs> exactly. And so even for us, I mean, our, our product looks very, very different. I mean, it's basically when we started working in the corporate space, we completely redesigned the product. And I think it's it's simpler, but I think it's also more powerful. And if you looked at our product from a few years ago, it just doesn't even look the same. So I've learned a lot. Andrew, one of my favorite memories of you, I've got a lot, but one of them is uh, when we were in Mexico <laughs> and um, you just decided, hey, I'm going to be free. And <laughs> you just ran down the beach and uh, you may or may not have had uh, clothing. <laughs> well, not just myself. So we had a, I don't, I don't know a, if a group want, there. I don't know if you want people knowing that story, but uh, uh, and then, you know, there's like kind of a joke that we passed back and forth there for several months where uh, I would tag you in photos that you weren't actually in. <laughs> like this, some random mariachi guy, and I, I tag it on Facebook as Andrew Ripley. <laughs> exactly. Which I think I did in return as well. Yeah, he did. I think I've done as well. You did. And, and people would be like, why are you in, you're not in this photo? And I'm like, no, yep, yep. According, according to Andrew, I am. Yeah. So, uh, exactly. But I love your sense of humor, and you've, you've always been such an encourager to me. Thank you for your friendship, and um, thank you for example. Yeah. I mean, I used to live with you there temporarily. I had a Shakira poster in your. Yep. Laundry area. Yep. I mean, <laughs> speaking of which, do you still ask the question, the best concert you've ever been to? I haven't asked that in a long time, but Andrew, what's the best concert you've ever been to? Have you ever heard of the band called uh, Herschel Winchester and the Hebrew Trolley? <laughs> the Herschel Winchester and Hebrew Trolley band. Very underrated. Yes. D didn't, didn't last as long as they should have. Uh, I'll leave that at that. People can Google it. They'll never know. Yep, yep. Exactly. <laughs> what, what, what music do you like now? I like variety. I mean, I like... I think my favorite is just kind of blues, rock, folk type music. I think the one concert I'd probably like to see the most would be Bruce Springsteen. So yeah. I hear his live shows are legendary. And I'm next to New Jersey, so I yeah, should just go I mean, I watch think, him over I there. I think he does like local shows, yeah. right? Yeah. Oh, you got to make that happen. Yep. He's not going to be around all forever, you know? You got to. Exactly. Yeah, so. I, I went to see Willie Nelson for that reason. I was like, Willie one day will not be here. I read his book, which was excellent, by the yeah. way. And so I was like, I got to go see Willie Nelson. Went to see him. Chuck, uh, check that off the bucket list. Yep, yep. Andrew, thank you for coming to the meetup tonight. For people that don't know, we're having a podcasting meetup, and uh, Andrew's not a podcaster, but I told him I was going to be in New York, and he just said, I got a lot going on. Let me see what I can do. And, and then all of a sudden, you're here, and I really, that really means a lot to me. Thank you for doing that. There we go. Fun to be here. All right, so where can people connect with you online, Andrew? Yeah, so you, you can check out our, our website, you know, purposematch.com. And, yep. and uh, yeah, they should. Yeah, anybody send me an email, just andrew at purposemash.com. It's so. a great website. Uh, I haven't been on it recently, but in the past, I've, I've gone through and um, just couldn't recommend it enough. I mean, there's a lot of really amazing things that you discover from that process on your website. Last question is final thoughts. Final thoughts? Yeah, I'm looking at pizza and, and Irish stouts. So I think my final thoughts are to... <laughs> that might be in your near future? Exactly. You said you're traveling tomorrow. Where are you going? I'm actually flying to Texas for a few oh, days. Oh, Texas. Uh, Back to see the fam. Yeah, well, partly because I, I don't have enough winter clothes, and, <laughs> and it's coming, so I need to get some winter clothes and bring them back. It's a little chilly in New York, right? So, yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Andrew, again, thank you for everything. All right, cool, cool. Cool.